Today we begin a four-week series called Together. And the idea behind this series is that we often look at and see what Christ is doing through us individually, but sometimes we forget that God's plan involves working with us together as a group of believers, and God wants us to grow together. We know that, that we cannot come to God or someone else cannot come to God for us, but we can work for God together. We can do life together. And God, in fact, has called us to, the, to do so. When I think of this idea of togetherness, I think about a little Danish toy company that was founded back in the 1930s. And in uh, the 50s, their product um, that they started making in the 50s became their, their overarching uh, Thing. And it's actually this little toy company is being worth billions, and it is the Lego Toy Company. Now, some of you may not think too fondly of Legos if you're an adult and you got up late at night to walk across the living room in the kitchen, and you stepped on the one, and you discovered your range was about an octave higher than you thought it was when you squeal and you step on that sharp edge of a Lego. But if you're still a child at heart, you think about those Legos that you get and how much fun they can be. You know, there's always a picture on the box, and there are some instructions, and I don't know about how y'all, everybody does that differently. Some people build it and then they put it up on a shelf. This is, this is the way the Lego is. Some people forget those instructions, just start building. I always had to build it just like it was supposed to be, and I'd leave it that way. You know, I'd show everybody, hey, look, Mom, Dad, I made this spaceship, you know, or whatever. And, and then I would tear it down, and it just become part of the collection. And so I had this set of space Legos and this set of firemen Legos, and, and they were all, you know, mixed up. And I could take from all the different kind of pieces, and I could put them together, and I could build what I wanted to build. Well, that's the idea that we get from God's Word today as we're looking at how together God takes all of us and just like those Lego pieces that are different sizes and shapes and colors and we can build something out of it, God does that with the church. When you look around at the church and we see believers are all sorts of different people and, and otherwise you may say, what do we have in common? But there's something that draws us together and that's what we're looking at today. And I want to invite you to follow along in your copy of God's Word or on the screen as we read from Ephesians chapter 2. And would you stand now in honor and reverence for the Word of God? Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 17. He came, speaking of Jesus, he came and preached peace to those of you who are far away and peace to those who were near. For, the, for through him we have access to the Father by one Spirit. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as a chief cornerstone. In him the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. In him you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by His Spirit. Let's pray. Lord, thank You so much for this marvelous section of Your Word that tells us what great care You put into Your church, how meticulous You are, how You have a wonderful design that we can only imagine. And Father, You are the ultimate, not only creator, but the ultimate builder. 
And Father, we pray that today that you would show us about this togetherness. God, how you have called all of us to be together, that that Lone Ranger Christianity is not what you're about, but God, you want us to work together. And you have so many blessings for us as we do. God, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. So for four weeks, we're going to be talking about together. What we do together as the body of Christ. In this first week, today, we're going to talk about the peace that we find together. There is a peace that is found in Christ and in togetherness and in being part of the family of God. There is a, first of all, there is a peace in unity. There's a peace that we find in unity. In verse 19, it says, Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household. Two key words here in this verse. The first of it is citizens. You see, in the ancient world, you might live in a place, but citizenship was very rare. Now, we deal with citizenship in our country, and it's a, it's a controversial thing. Who gets citizenship? Who can come into this country legally? How do they become a citizen? But we all know that citizenship is highly prized. Some of us don't ever think anything about it because we've been citizens since we were born. But people who were not born citizens, man, they desire and they long. It's interesting. There might be so many countries around the the world that that say bad things about the United States and try to talk down about us. But guess where are their citizens moving to? They're not moving from here to there. They're all wanting to come here because citizenship in our country is very valuable. The idea in Paul's day is that was a, was a very similar or even greater idea. In the ancient Roman Empire, that ancient world, only a few were citizens. Not many were citizens. And so when you were able to become a citizen, that was something a, that was a prized possession. And so Paul said, guess what? You guys, you were, you were just kind of illegal immigrants. Or, or, or maybe you were here on a green card, but you really didn't have all the rights and privileges and protections of being a citizen of God's kingdom. But now that you are a believer, you have entered into the citizenship. You are a full mem- member in good standing of God's kingdom. Another, and then he goes on to put it another way. He says, and also, you are God's household. In other words... You know what? Your family. Your family. It's interesting. You probably have something just like that. There are certain people, like if my kids say, can we have some friends over? And if it's a new friend, you know, we're kind of like, okay, you know, we'll see. We'll get the house ready. But if it's like an old friend, it's one they've had a million times. If Caleb says, you know, Dylan, I'm like, you know what? You don't even have to worry about Dylan. We know, we know Dylan, Dylan's family. He can just show up. If there's dirty dishes, he can clean them. You know, he's part of the family. He can come whenever he wants. And God says, you're family now. You're not some stranger on the outside. You're not a nobody. You're not a casual acquaintance. You are family. And that sense of being fully citizens and fully family is a powerful thing. You know, there's a lot of people out there that say, hey, me and God are just great. I can worship from the deer stand. Others say I go to bedside Baptist. That is, I think about Jesus on Sunday mornings when I'm in my bed. You know, and they think they're fine that way. And hey, it's great that they love Jesus and that they read Scripture 
But there's something that they're missing. The Bible says that when we come together, when we are united as the body of Christ, we find a peace, we find a security in knowing that we're part of something larger than just ourselves. Yes, without, being, without coming and being involved with our brothers and sisters in Christ, can you still pray? Absolutely, you can. But you miss the beautiful context. You're that lone little Lego piece out there all by yourself when there's a whole bunch more that want to come together and be a part. Secondly, we find a peace in God's presence. Back in verse 14, this is, we didn't actually even read this one, but it, it says this, For he himself is our peace, who has made the two groups one, has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. Jesus Christ is what it's talking about. And it says, there is something special here. For those of us who are believers, we experience a presence of God when we come together that is different from the presence of God that, that we experience just more by ourselves. Now, is God with you in those lonely times, in those difficult times, when you feel isolated and all alone? Absolutely, God is with you then. But Paul here, the apostle, is telling us, hey, there's something different, there's something special about the peace that comes from togetherness. There's a, something special from this peace that comes when you come together. It's not just a gathering of people, okay? That, that could be a concert or that could be an event or a parade. But coming together for the purpose of worshiping God together there's something special that binds us together. That's why whenever Jesus was talking about the very, very difficult subject of church discipline, as we put it today, but for him, he never used those words. He would have more just called it taking care of your brothers and sisters in Christ and trying to help them see the right way. But he said, he said this, in that context of talking of how do you heal broken relationships among Christians, he said, when two or three of you come together in my name, there I am present. We already know that God is present wherever we are. So what he's saying is that there's an extra special, additional way. God is with you wherever you go. But when you start to get together with a group of Christians, whether it's just two or three, or whether it's 200 or 300, when you gather together for the purpose of worshiping God, of lifting up uh, in prayer to Him your needs, your family's needs, your friend's needs, when you want to worship and study His Word, when you get together in that way, God says that is something special. And you experience that peace when I'm with you. Those of you who are longtime attenders here, often have heard me say this when we have communion, which we usually celebrate about once a month, I will often say, remember, Christ is the host of this meal. Pastor's not the host of this meal. The elders aren't the host of this meal. And I say that often to remind us that Jesus promised, even though he's not physically present with us when we take communion, when he did have the Last Supper, with his disciples, and he told them, do this in remembrance of me, he was making a promise that in the future, I won't physically be at the table, but I will always be present with you. And so every time we take communion, we realize that we're coming together. Christ's presence is there. 
And we are growing closer to him and closer to one another. So there is a peace that comes from the presence of Christ that comes in a powerful way when we gather together. Third and finally, there is a peace in the progress of God's kingdom. There is a peace in the progress of God's kingdom. Look at the last, um, the verse we read, verse 22. It says, if I find it, here it is. It says, in him you two are being built together to become a dwelling in which God's spirit, in which God lives by his spirit. Now this is a really cool passage. Let me, let me break this down for you. We, we've all heard about our bodies being the temple of God. We all know that, you know, sometimes people misinterpret that. The muscle guys with the muscle shirt, my body is a temple. No, no not just because you got all jacked up and have all the guns. No, your body is a temple because God's spirit, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, he sends his spirit to live in you. What is a temple? A temple is the, a place where God's spirit dwells. So we, we kind of get that individual aspect of it that we, we know as a believer God's spirit dwells in us. But God also speaks of not just an individual Christian as being a temple, and we could say a mini temple, but he says, hey, here's the Big Mac temple is when all of you come together. He says, there is a special way that my spirit is present in you as an individual, and you are a temple of God. But there's also a sense in which every gathering of believers is a temple of God. You each have the spirit within you. You come together, and my spirit is extra special, powerful in that presence, that, that you are the temple when you come together. Now, here's the cool thing about this, this temple that's coming together. He says, you are being in him, so this is not just, again, it's not just any group of people. It's Christian people who are coming together for Christ's sake. In him, you two are be, being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. You see, we are part of an ongoing construction project. And what is it about construction projects that just fascinate us? You know, we go by and we see some dirt work. Hmm, hmm, what, they're gonna, what are they going to do there? Then after a while, we go down and we see a slab being poured. And you know that slab always makes the building seem smaller than it's going to be? <laughs> can't be much there. But then the walls start going up. Ooh. You know, we can't wait till the, till, if it's a business, we want that sign to come up. We're like, okay, we know you're financed by so-and-so bank. We don't care about that. We want to know what the actual building is going to be. And we watch it come together day by day. We drive by and, you know, see that building or see that house. And we just love that progress. We love that something is happening. Something is take, taking shape. You guys know I got to watch the miniature version of that when our sign was being built a few weeks ago, right? I got out there. I, I you know, started videoing. I got really bored. I started doing play-by-play -play commentary on the sign being built. Here's the rope. Here's it swinging over. Here's it being leveled, you know. And, and, and I just was fascinated by that, by watching this thing come together because I knew that that sign was going to be something special. You know, that, that sign, it's, it's not a person, it's not eternal. One day it'll fail, it'll have problems. But guess what? That sign is being used to communicate not only to us as part of the body of this church, but, but to our community. 
And I got so many comments from different people in our community that, that saw the sign and they said something to me or they said something that they, that they knew, oh, I like that new sign and that person told me. And, you know, it's, it's cool to be a part of something coming together and something growing. Now, that's exactly what the Bible says is when we're engaging, when we're part of the body of Christ, we are part of a building project. We're the Legos. The base has been set, and Jesus Christ himself is building on them. The Bible says he's the foundation. He's the cornerstone of the whole project. And around himself, he is building a building. You ever think about these old, 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 old um, cathedrals that you see sometimes? They're, they're amazing. They're amazing to see what happens, but they're really amazing when you look at the construction plans for these things because the people who designed them, like these big ones like in Europe and stuff, they know they'll never see the ending of them. Most of those big cathedrals in Europe took 100, 200 years. Some of them even took 300 years as generation after generation would work and build, and finally this masterpiece would be created. And the people who are part of them being designed and built, they knew they would never see the end result, but they knew something special was coming. And that's kind of how every generation of Christians are. God said, I started building something on the day of Pentecost. My spirit flooded into that upper room where 120 Christians were gathered, and I empowered them, and I sent them out. And on that day of Pentecost, they went out, and they started sharing about my son Jesus. And 3,000 souls were added to the church that day, and it began to grow and grow and grow. And God says, I've got this project. And it's been going for a while. And you guys get to be the latest generation to be part of this project. And I'm building you in. On top of it, started way back here with Peter and Paul and John and these others. And through the centuries, I've been adding and adding and adding. And we get to be a part of something. God says we're only even going to be able to see and see it all in its glory one day in heaven. But we know we are part of something awesome. Now, how great is that to know when you look at your life, and yeah, maybe you're on a high point point, say, Woo, Jesus, you're doing great things right now. But maybe you're saying, Whoa, oh, Jesus, my life right now, I don't know where you're at. I don't know where I'm going. I'm confused. God, I'm stuck. God, I've been going through the same difficulty over and over, and I've been praying, and it's still the same. Or, you know, whatever, you're, you're just kind of stressed. You're, you're kind of locked in or plateaued at a certain level in your life, whether it be with money or relationships or career or health or whatever, and you say, am I really, do I really matter? Am I really going anywhere? And God says, oh, you're just looking at yourself as one little brick, but you don't understand what I'm building. Not only am I doing something in you, but your life is part of something beautiful. I am creating a masterpiece. You are part of something bigger than yourself. You are part of something that will outlast your life and your children and your grandchildren. You are a part of a legacy that goes through all eternity until we see its completion and glory. And that is what you are a part of when you join together with the body of Christ. Can you be a lonely Christian all by yourself? Yes, you can. I'm not going to say you don't know Jesus if you don't 
come to church. That's absolutely, the Bible never says that. But the Bible also tells us that the natural state of things, the normal state of things, the way that God wants to work and bless your life the most is for you to be connected, for you to be built together, whether you're going through great times or tough times. The Bible says we weep with those who weep and we rejoice with those who rejoice. Whatever you're going through, God says, I want you to do it. I want you to experience a peace that comes through being together in the body of Christ. And that's my wish for you today. Would you pray? Father, we come to you and we thank you for this this magnificent idea, God, that, Lord, not only are we your temple and, and you're working in us individually, your spirit is in us, but God, we also get to be a part of this incredible group of individuals, the church through all ages. God, we get to be a part of your building plan which is the most magnificent and glorious thing ever created. Lord, help us to change our minds, to open our minds. If we've seen ourselves as being all alone, to realize we are connected. God, we are in this together. Lord, you saved us to make us a part of a community of faith where we are both citizens of your kingdom and members of your family. Lord, may we appreciate that togetherness. May we never undervalue it. May we praise you for that blessing that we have. Lord, now, if there's somebody here today, and God, they know you, but Lord, they just haven't really been connected to your people. God, I pray that today that their heart would be moved to say, I want that connection. I want to be in fellowship with other believers. God, maybe there's somebody here today who doesn't know you at all. Oh, they know about you. They've been to church. They've heard about Jesus. But if they're honest with themselves, they know that today, they know they've never really put their trust in your son, Jesus Christ, for their salvation. That their sins might be taken away, and they might become part of the family of God. God, if today is that day for someone, may they make, may they just open themselves to you and trust and believe in you. Lord, maybe somebody has done that, but they haven't made it public. So we don't yet know that they're part of the family. Lord, I pray that you put it on their heart to come forward so that we might rejoice with them and acknowledge that they are part of the family of God here at Parshiva. Lord, whatever it is you're speaking to hearts about today, and Lord, we know you're powerful enough to speak to each of us individually. God, may we all say yes to you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.